Well, as we continue to figure out the new normal and what work will look like, both long-term and short-term, there is a growing trend, a growing trend towards something being called co-working memberships. Now, what is that exactly, and could you benefit from it? Here's Wayne Berger, CEO of IWG, the International Work Group, who joins us now for more here on Global News Radio. Wayne, good afternoon. Nice to have you back on the show. Good afternoon, Jeff. Wonderful to be back. Hope all is well. Yeah, things are good. Thank you. Uh, what is co-working memberships? What is that exactly? So co-working membership gives employees access to what we call the third place, basically on-demand workspace that could be closer to their home, closer to their clients' offices, closer to where they need to work at any given time. Um, it's a co-working facility, and people access that facility via memberships and be able to conduct whatever type of work they need to conduct at that given time. Okay, what is the benefit for employees when it comes to this, Wayne? Oh, well, it's interesting. The benefits continue to grow. And I don't know if you noticed, the, uh, the latest big-name company to come out and communicate that their workers can now work indefinitely from a remote place is Amazon. Amazon came out three days ago announcing that all of their office employees can just work remotely indefinitely. But what's interesting is, very few people, Jeff, want to actually work from home all the time. And very few people want to end up going back to a corporate headquarters. The commutes are long. The time to, uh, to, to reach their office takes, uh, takes an extended amount of time. And then it just doesn't seem to make sense, especially after these last 20 months. So what we're seeing is more and more employees are looking for ways to drastically reduce their commute be able to continue to hold on to the elements that they've enjoyed by uh, over the last 20 months, having, having had to work from home, but be able to access really great space. And more employees are calling for access to co-working memberships as one of their benefits. Not very similar to, for example, how companies offer um, um, gym memberships and fitness memberships as a benefit. Um, they're asking for the same thing when it comes to workspace. They want the ability to work fluidly, be able to work from wherever they need to work, having access to a network of co-working spaces, and that being covered as a corporate benefit. Okay, that answers my next question. Who's footing the bill? Who's uh, providing this, uh, paying for this? That would be the employer in most cases here, not the yeah. employee? Well, what, what we're seeing is a number of companies coming out to begin to offer this as a, as a benefit. So, for example, Spotify recently came out in which they gave, they gave all of their employees access to flexible workspaces and co-working as a benefit um, if it's something they choose, uh, they, they choose to elect instead of going to a Spotify office or instead of, go, or instead of working from home. Uh, many companies are either footing the bill for for the flexible workspace or co-working membership, um, or subsidizing the membership as well, recognizing that if the employees aren't heading back to an office, the reality is the company may not need the same amount of real estate uh, under lease, which actually gives the company uh, significant capital savings because they can reduce the lease footprint, they can reduce the capital required to spend to furnish and build out and staff, and be able to shift how they bring people back in. So it's really, it's really now moving to a place where companies are either subsidizing it whole, uh, in a full way or, or offering up a, um, um, a partial subsidy.
Okay, this sounds kind of like a fourth prong, if you will, that has not been discussed uh, until uh, recently, because as you and I have talked and so many others have as well, it was, can I continue to work from home? Mm -hmm. Do I have to come back to the office full time? Can I work in a hybrid model? But this, this co-working and membership seems to be, as I mentioned, a, a fourth option or prong. And do you think that that is going to be key? Will a co-working membership be key when it comes to the battle for talent and uh, whether you want to retain top talent in your company or you're trying to attract talent? I think it's going to be the most critical element. And the reason why is if you're a company, you now have access to a global talent pool. So you can access the best talent anywhere in the world and be able to support them and be able to uh, bring them onto your payroll. But what's interesting is if you're a company accessing global talent pool, you're not necessarily able to be able to open up different capital lease real estate around the world. So you need you need a place where, where your employees can gather to work that isn't their home in which you may not be able to have a traditional regional headquarters, let's say. So the co-working membership and the ability to access a co-working location becomes that third place, becomes the critical place that those that, that workers can gather and be able to and be able to access and conduct a great day at work. So I think it's going to be a real critical piece towards um, attracting a global talent pool. But then also, as we talked before, 80% of companies are now offering flexible hybrid working solutions. And the most recent study from ADP came out stating that the number one work perk that employees were looking for is no longer salary and benefits. It is health and wellness. They want to work for companies that support their health and wellness. And they want the ability to be able to work flexibly because from a health and wellness state, the ability to, be able to eliminate long commutes or eliminate long travel or just arbitrarily going to an office for no reason more than just putting your laptop and your phone down is nonsensical these days. So what's happening now is people want the ability to have flexibility in their work lives and their personal lives. Co-working gives them the key middle ground. And companies that are progressive are starting to leverage this as, as a workplace solution for their employees to attract and retain talent. And then the most progressive companies are looking at it actually as a benefit that's no different than a, um, a, an athletic fund or a membership to a fitness facility. And, you know, really, as we sit here and we talk about this and you give us the details, Wayne, I mean, this makes so much sense on so many levels because, you know, there is a portion of the workforce that has enjoyed working from home but has had enough of it, wants to get out of the uh, home environment, get dressed up once again and uh, look and feel professional, go into an office space, but they don't want to, you're right, make that long commute into a uh, headquarters or, you know, the uh, the company's uh, traditional uh, workplace, which might be like downtown Toronto here, and instead it's just a short, maybe 15 or 20 minute, uh, twenty minute commute uh, instead. And when you start talking about this and think about it, uh, you think to yourself, why didn't we come up with this sooner? <laughs> You're, you're right. Well, we're reversing a hundred year trend, Jeff. That's the interesting thing. And, and it's amazing. What we're seeing now is only 15% of workers actually want to go back to a corporate headquarters five days a week, but only 18% want to work from home five days a week. Right. The world is flex. It's this big 80% in between where people want to leave their house. They want to have their daily routine and they want to go work in a place that's productive that's designed well, that they can see other people, but they want to do it, Jeff, with a, with a five to 50 minute walk, bike ride or transit ride. That's it. 
Yeah, really. Purpose-driven work. Yeah, really, really interesting stuff and a very interesting uh, trend as, uh, again, we start talking about what will work look like uh, both in the short term and long term. Wayne, always appreciate the conversation and your time. Thanks so much and enjoy your weekend. Thank you, Jeff. You too. Thanks. That's a Wayne Berger, CEO of IWG International Work Group. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.